0: Saturday, (laughs) let's get after it.
1: All right, uh, I didn't include any casual topics of conversation in the draft today, so who wants to kick us off with uh, what's on their mind? Let's start with you, Betsy. What's on your mind?
2: Well, we are podcasting today from the suburbs, we are podcasting on the road,
0: Fairfield, Connecticut.
2: Yep, our exact location. We're we're set up with all of our cords and laptops and microphones, in like an off office room of yeah. our friend's house. Hopefully,
0: it sounds good when I edit this. later. Yeah, fingers crossed! Shout out to the
1: singers, uh, for hosting us and letting us, you know, kind of take over the office while we did this with cords everywhere and laptops all jumbled up and on top of different
0: stuff.
2: It's a Way of Kings road trip.
0: Wow. We're, going, we're going on tour. We're going on a journey. We're going on a little journey. Uh, but it's going to be a fun one. Damn right, it's going to be a fun one. And after one. this, we're going to uh, have a couple beers. Two Roads uh, is what it's called, right? We're Two going Roads. to the Two Roads Brewing
2: Festival. It's like a beer Festival. Yeah. Really, we should have been recording this after the Beer Festival. I think that, that would, would have be been good. That's hilarious.
1: More entertaining. <laughs> we should do that anyway. We should have a drunk episode
0: where we, no, no, that'd be bad. I would just spoil everything. You would 100% spoil everything. <laughs> There's no way you could keep it together for that. I can barely keep it together now. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So you want to take us in? Yeah, let's take us in. So
1: hi, everyone, and, and welcome back. We are Highly Invested, a podcast dedicated to reading and rereading the Cosmere and the works of Brandon Sanderson. This is Dappert, here with my
0: best friends, Richie Green and Betsy Gonder. Uh, yeah, a couple of my other best friends have gotten a little salty about hearing this on the podcast. Uh, I just want to, you know, shout out my other best friends as well. You have more best friends?
2: Can you specifically name those best friends? No, I'd
0: rather not, because then you know, you know, you don't you don't want competition between the everyone. So R- true.
2: Richie has too many friends.
1: <laughs> Calm down, Richie.
0: <laughs> now, as a reminder, Richie
1: and myself are seasoned Cosmere fans, having read all the books myself twice through and Richie once. Joined by first time reader who continues to get a little bit too close to the truth of it all, Betsy. Now, this podcast, as always, will be divided into spoiler sections and non-spoiler sections for listeners reading the Cosmere novels for the first time or joining us on a read-through. But let's not, you know, beat around the bush and dive right into Chapter 15, The Decoy. We rejoin Dalinar and Adolin cleaning up after the ridiculous battle with the many-legged crab thing. There's lots of discussions between the king, High Prince Sadius, and the Colon family as they sit and wait around, because Dalinar is insisting on not leaving behind his wounded. They exchange some insults until Dalinar threatens Sadius with a blood feud. Well, you know, all normal family stuff. You know how your you know, families are. Now, after Adelin reports on the casualties, it comes up that the king has asked Dalinar to look into something. The girth, quote-unquote, on his saddle came apart during the fight. LOL. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, girth fiesta, right? And this is clearly why the king was thrown from his saddle. Although they can't decide if it was cut or just worn, the king is very convinced that someone is after him. Adelin is pretty sure that Sadius is behind all of it. But Dalinar, albeit Sadeus' enemy, insists that the king is always safe with High Prince Sadius. To prove his point, Sadius and Dalinar have another chat, but this time letting Adelin in to listen as they discuss how they've totally bamboozled another High Prince. During this entire chapter, Dalinar has some moments to himself throughout where we, the reader, do finally get to learn a little bit more about the Vengeance Pact, the Shattered Plains, and why they are all there in the first place. That's kind of want to kick it off. I know that this is kind of throughout all of Chapter 15, but I do think the biggest thing that stood out to me here was kind of the continuation of Dalinar's being over the entire battle. Cause it's, it's not a siege anymore. There's not, they're not there for vengeance. I think he even says it's being forgotten.
0: Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, Dalinar is clearly his mind is somewhere else and he is, he's struggling with something beyond this little game as he sometimes refers to it. Um, and it's, just, it's cool to see the little aftermath of, of what is actually just a disaster of, of a hunt it's kind of ridiculous there that some people are kind of proud of this specifically the king
2: right and i feel like their Sadius and dalinar have very different ideas of like what an end goal for vengeance for gavilar would be like for sadias it all comes down to like winning the competition with the prashendi and to be able to like beat them and get the most gem hearts and kind of conquer them would be the ultimate vengeance whereas for dalinar it's like much more complicated than that i think it's a lot more like understanding what gavilar stood for and kind of um what were his last words that he said again um, gavilar's yeah
0: um what was it brother you must find the most important words a man can say yeah yeah that that's clearly on dalinar's mind and he, that's what he's been struggling with this entire time. Uh, and it, it, it's mentioned that it's been six years of the siege, too. And it was Dalinar's idea.
1: Six years. And, yeah, I mean, it made a lot of strategic sense when he explains the whole siege around the Shattered Plains because they can't run away. But the Parshendi clearly expected this. We don't know how they get their food. We don't know how they're doing or anything like that. But they do not seem to be weakening at all.
0: Yeah. It was also interesting to see um, Dalinar, uh, Dalinar's mindset towards what Sadius is doing with the Bridgemen. Like he he mentions that like he goes like what what you're doing just it doesn't seem right. You're like wasting lives. And I mentioned that too earlier. I was like, how are they replenishing all these Bridgemen so much? Because even Dalinar is like, eventually you're going to run out of these like thieves and slaves and stuff. You're just killing them senselessly. So it was cool to see uh, a high prince like Dalinar kind of like think, think, think the way uh, we're thinking about it, as in like these are lives of men.
1: Well, it's interesting. He, he points out from that one passage of a book, which I do very much want to get into in a second here, but the whole you should never kind of just ignore someone and their burdens. You know, you're there to help. It doesn't matter what your rank is.
2: Isn't and that The Way of Kings? Yes, <laughs> The Way
1: of Kings. I did have a moment. I was like,
2: oh, that's the name it's of the, the book. It's the name of the yeah, book.
1: Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> pointing <Yeah>. meme. <laughs>
0: <Yeah. laughs> like, he said the
1: thing. <laughs> oh, he said the thing. That's it. I'm done. He said it. You're yeah. like, um,
2: Dalinar loves this book, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's oh, that's a very meta idea. Yeah. Um,
0: well, th- this is one of the really good quotes from Dalinar about the, the waste of lives. He he, uh, he literally says, sometimes the prize is not worth the cost the means by which we achieve victory are as important as the victory himself. And that kind of like took everyone aback. Like as Alethi, they were just like, what?
2: Right. Both elicar and Sadeus were like, we don't understand. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. that
0: literally doesn't make any sense He's to like me. like basically talked in a different language. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I think he
2: said that in that scene. It was kind of after kind of the moment where it was the aftermath of the attack and I, they were kind of, like, back in a tent or something. And it was Dalinar, Elokar, and Sadeus. And it was that moment when they were talking and they were really questioning, like, Dalinar, Dalinar's kind of honor, almost. I feel like Elokar was saying, like, what have you been doing, like, the past few years? Like, how many gem hearts have you gotten? And I couldn't believe that they were bringing that up to him right after what he had done As in the if battle. they just completely forgot about like, it. They right. were really, like... Hey, so like what have you been doing the past few yeah, like years? Very much what
1: have you done for me lately kind of thing.
2: Like right after he saved his life his yeah. life and everyone was like kind of being cautious around because they were like, Holy shit, that guy is crazy.
0: Yeah. It's it's just ridiculous that they could even question Dalinar and, and any of his uh his goals mm. when he was there to protect the king. He
1: saved the king's life. It's almost intentional. Fully.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Do you think they have like a leaderboard in the uh, in the war camps, like of uh, you know like the house points in Harry Potter? But that's gem dude, hearts? Maybe
0: it's just so Betsy. That's such a, d- a good point. It's just so dumb that they're like, "Yo, how many gem hearts have you won, dude? What <laughs> have you seen me? Yeah. How could you question my 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 like my dedication to this cause? <laughs> mm. Seriously, it, it's
1: the man just." stood up and like literally held up a probably thousand ton beast from killing the King. And the King's like, you know, you're not, you're not bringing me enough money though, man. You know, right. You're not they were like saying in. he
2: lost his edge or something. And it was like, clearly not. But, but then after that, we have that interesting scenario, which I think digs in a little bit more to the relationship between Sadius and Dalinar, where, I, I didn't quite understand kind of the situation with the wood and like the other high prince, but like, I know yeah, that I wasn't w-
0: following it all the yeah. way either. Maybe, maybe Daprit can opine on that, but I, I, the gist is what I got is that like, they're working together to right. make sure that these people are loyal to the king.
2: Like there's a little bit of respect still there and like an understanding of like what they need to do, like what their duty is and how that was interesting for Adeline to see. Cause it's like, they used to be friends, now they're enemies. There's like some respect lost on Sadius' side, but they can kind of still work for this larger cause together.
1: I mean, yeah, so I, I can explain a, as well a little bit of what that was. So the Fabrial, which we should bring up as well, because there's another fabrile that's noticed at the beginning of this chapter, the heating one, which are, Fabrials are basically just like, Magic condensed into a stone that lets you do stuff. And eventually we'll learn more about what they are in reality, but that's kind of all we need to know now. But one of the most famous Fabrials are Soulcasters. And what a Soulcaster, as we know, can do is feed an army, make you wood out of nothing. It basically allows an army to be a mobile unit without a supply line. And so what they did with High Prince Vema is basically make sure that he is continuing to utilize the king's soulcasters as he kind of expands his war camp. Instead
0: of using the wood from Lethcar or something like that, yeah, which would be way
1: too expensive, would take way too long, and the way they did that was basically get Sadius to double the price of lumber from the only forest in the area, which is what Sadius controls. And that's why you can kind of see the High Prince like, over in this like, area. I got an image of like steam blowing out of his ears yeah. when he's looking at them. Okay, okay. That makes sense. So they, they basically just pincered him, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. He's like, hey, I know that you're mad about these taxes you need to pay to use the Soulcaster, but you either pay those and remain loyal to the king, or you pay like 6x the amount
0: just to be able to use Sadius' lumber. Right. Do, so do you do you guys... You guys think that Sadeus? All right, I know we think it's wrong what he's doing with the bridge crews, but his reasoning behind it—do you think that there's some justification to what he's saying? Because he says the Parshendi ignore the bridgemen if if the bridgemen had were to have shields and stuff. Parshendi ignore the bridgemen and they fire their volleys into the soldiers and horses. And he found that by doubling the number of bridges on the run, then making them extremely light, no armor, no shields to slow them down, the bridgemen work far better. And then their soldiers, which are technically more valuable to Sidaeus.
2: Well, I mean, it might make more tactical sense, but it doesn't mean it makes ethical sense. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, he's using a tactic to distract the Pershendi from like the actual yeah. battle, but he's using like human, human lives to do so. So, to
0: the Alethi, though,
2: to the Alethi, I mean, that's probably a like, totally different moral code.
0: Yeah. It seems it seems only Dalinar is concerned about this.
1: It's it's weird. I mean, the, the way the bridge crews should work is it's like, it's murderers. It's high capital punishment kind of people are supposed to go there. And so ethically, you know, that alone is kind of shitty. But where I'm really not okay with it is if it's even just like one innocent person who's never done anything really wrong, but maybe was just in debt and ends up right. having to go be a bridge man, you know, that's... I can't support that. Well, wasn't that kind of
2: Kaladin? Like he didn't really do anything. L- well, I guess we don't We know don't really know what yet he did, what he cause did. Because he didn't actually desert.
1: No,
0: he's not a no. deserter.
1: Yeah. We do know that part, but we don't know what he did. Well, yeah. we, know well he in that,
0: we know he fought in that army and then and but then it just then cuts, it cut it cuts to, to him in the cart.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> cuts, I, cut to the, cut to the cart. Cut to
0: the Kaladin <laughs> in the cart. Yeah. Oh, man. Dude, um Sadius gives me such Scar vibes from the Lion King cuz there's this moment where dude, tell me I'm right. I mean, you're right. Dude, dude, I there, I know you're right. There's this moment where he um I think he kind of insults Rennerin probably. Uh and then Dalinar is like, "No, I'll handle this." And he's so intimidating in this scene and he's like He's like uh I perhaps didn't hear you right. Did you just insult me and my son, right here, because that would mean I would have to like fight you at this moment. And I, and the way Sadius says this part just makes me seem like it's scar completely. He's like, "Perhaps you did hear the wrong words." <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, you're he's such... like, I would never." Say yeah, that. yeah, I would not insult your son. That would have been not wise of me. You can <laughs> right. just tell he's seething.
1: Yeah, but then Wit comes in and just absolutely roasts Sadius just for no reason. I mean, it's not. Yeah. You know, it, it's a little bit of wordplay in all of it. It's not the, the, the Aleppi
0: don't seem to—they don't seem to understand like sarcasm that well, and like clever wordplay. So it doesn't like—it's—it's it's really easy just going and just destroy them. I it mean, it's inter- shit the men can yeah. even
1: read.
2: It yeah. was interesting when they said that there was some law where if you killed the king's wit, you like immediately forfeited your, your land lands and, and your titles. Yeah. It's like wow, it's a yeah. pretty big like punishment for.
1: For killing someone, no, that's not that bad of a... Th- You're for, killing the person. No, I mean, for
0: a lefy, that's a pretty big that's punishment. True. It's just because it's just because wit is an extension of the king. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's literally the king's silver tongue or something like that. But it's
1: legal to kill him. That always cracked me up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can kill the wit if you can get away with it. <laughs> you know, you can it's secret- like another challenge. Yeah, it's another competition. You can secretly poison him or something like I know. that.
2: In that moment, I was almost like, do it. Because I wanted, yeah. <laughs> wanted Sadius to just like, be like, dude, totally, totally, yeah.
0: Interesting. I don't know why Wit hates uh, Sadius so much. I don't but really I guess, know but either. I, but he, I think everyone just hates him. Yeah, I mean, he's,
1: he's Scar. Like. You just said that. Yeah, I mean, no one really likes like, that guy except hyenas.
2: I kind of get the sense that the like Wit is supposed to be someone that like can kind of see past all of the like like stratified no. S- no. societal no. stuff and like really read oh people God. for who they really are and so he can just like read Sadius to filth because <laughs> he like doesn't care yeah
1: Brit Lord Sadius I'm terribly sorry to see you here
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was really good no I think you're right but Sadius kind of just wears his like scumminess on his sleeve so he's definitely just an easy target I think
2: so I have a separate question, but what does it mean when the chasm fiends pupate?
0: So
1: you know what, I like uh, word, you know, <laughs> pupate. It's not a, it's not a bad word. Um, you know, like chrysalises, like with worms or is it what is it caterpillars into a uh, butterfly?
2: They're like building their chrysalis. Yeah.
1: So when uh, pupating is literally that they like take a cocoon and they wrap something around them and they like sleep for a bit. They come out different.
0: Oh, um, also, this this has nothing to do with this, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to uh, point out that I understand that I can't pronounce chasm at yeah. all, and I keep saying chasm. I'm so glad you brought that listen, up, because that was really annoying. Oh my <laughs> God, last episode. I'm working on it. <laughs> all right, this is something i I mean, I'm in this one
2: on. episode, I think we've said Sadius and Sadeus. Oh, that's <laughs> not going to stop,
0: though. <laughs> yeah. All right, listen, English isn't math. It's uh, a <laughs> English clued. isn't math. It's <laughs> fluid It's math. It's, it's very it, it's true. It's hot, not just logic. It's very fluid. It's, it's, it's very fluid. Um, but yeah, I know it's Chasm uh, working on it though. Do you? I kind of do.
2: Can they eat the Chasm Fiend?
0: That's a. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, what if? <laughs> what if that was just like a huge spoiler and <laughs> like me and me and dad were just like fuck she figured it how out how did she do this <laughs> she can't i feel like there was like a this.
2: weird sentence where they were like why did you har- ask that harvest oh it says the soldiers were harvesting its carapace amid kremlings that had come out to feast on the carcass so i was like oh Woo! do they like eat- do they eat the meat
0: wait um that's actually a great question i i don't know i don't have the answer to that and if, if kremlings do listening maybe send us an email so or something it's relevant there must important. be a word of brandon on this i yeah. know there must be yeah we can look that up and see do they
2: eat them you could ask him and he would what, what would he say uh
0: read and find <laughs> out, <laughs> and find
2: out. <laughs> can you eat the <laughs> too cas- big a spoiler the the can't give it away?
1: Meat. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> all right it's, I'm. Um,
0: I literally just googled it. Uh, shout out to the copper mine. They have all the answers there. <laughs> it says the meat is ed- edible for both humans and native fauna.
2: So hmm.
1: wow, even the plants eat the meat. Interesting. Yeah. The the one thing I do want to make sure we kind of recognize here, uh, when we're still thinking about Sadius before we move on, is his loyalty to the king and to the kingdom. It really cannot be questioned. Yeah, he's very slimy. He's really not cool, but he wouldn't do a scar thing and go ahead and kill the king. That's the one, I guess, kind of line he will not cross.
0: You know, it seems that that is what bonds uh, Sadius and Dalinar together. Well,
1: they're also bonded by their failure. It's interesting. That's such a good point. They both
0: fucked up. And they both blame each other for Mm -hmm. it, too. So in a way, they're always tied together in this competition to protect the king.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be fair... Sadeus did do a better job trying to be the decoy. Yeah, Dalinar didn't do anything. He it, just was, he was drunk. Just drunk. Yeah. I mean, hey, nothing wrong with being drunk, but you know, being so drunk that you just completely sleep through your brother's murder, you don't want to do that. It's really a bad look for, for everyone <laughs> it's involved. It's a social a bad faux pas. Look. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All
1: so right. Funny. Should
2: we move on to the next chapter?
1: The last thing I do want to say, though, is the the last kind of image we get: the Alethi codes. You know that's something that I do think is going to continue coming back right. up with Dalinar over and over again because his brother even told him to follow the codes. To follow the codes, and so the five that we will continue to hear about. You know, are readiness, inspiration, restraint,
0: leadership, and honor. Oh, yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, another last last note, actually. Okay. Uh, is not as cool as that. It's just that Dallas seems to actually be having conversations with his horse. I don't know if you guys picked that up. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Because he like looked at his horse and then like, the way Brandon wrote it was like the horse seemed upset that it tossed dalinar off and then dalinar was like don't be don't be upset about that it's not your fault and then, and then literally it goes the horse seemed content at hearing that like it was like he's actually talking to this you had to force him to eat like two sweet fruits yeah he was like you deserve it and it was like the horse grunted <laughs> the horse was like i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was really funny uh,
1: but yeah the, the the other cool stuff you know we, we can't really move past it because it's gonna continue to come up though we shouldn't end the chapter without talking about this the girth of the saddle. Okay, is the king being targeted for assassination just like his father? Mm-hmm. Thoughts, mm-hmm. Betsy.
2: I think he is.
1: Okay. Yeah. We will revisit. That.
2: I think it is just because they've like mentioned it so much. Like, just I know that they talked about him having a lot of paranoia, but the fact that he mentioned seeing someone in his room and Dalinar kind of brushed it off. And then when the strap was cut, I still kind of, it was kind of like Dalinar and Adeline like looked into it, but they didn't like put that much importance on it. I kind of feel like it's something that's going to come back.
0: All right. All right. So we'll, we'll, leave we'll it have there. to pay attention. Yeah, we will leave it there. And then we're going to move on to chapter 16 titled cocoons. Cocoons. cocoons.
2: Chapter 16. Kaladin is with his friend Laurel and his brother Tien. Kaladin discusses his father's plans for him to be a surgeon, but Laurel encourages him to become a soldier instead. Kaladin and Laurel go talk to some other boys nearby who work the fields. Jost, another boy, claims that his father was cheated out of a shard blade when he was in the military, but Kaladin insists that the area where his father fought wouldn't have had any shard bearers and Jost's father must have been remembering wrong. Because of this, Jost gets angry and challenges Kaladin to fight him. Kaladin gets in a few good hits, but is surprised by how good the quarterstaff feels in his hands, but just then is outmatched by Jost. When everyone returns home, Kaladin is informed that Bright Lord Wistiao, the city lord and Laurel's father, is dead, and that he's left Kaladin a large number of spheres for him to go to Carbranth to be trained as a surgeon and then return to the town to serve the people with his new knowledge, putting Kaladin in a precarious situation about what he wants for his own future. So I thought this chapter was a really great flashback for understanding Kal's character. We're really seeing the beginning of Kaladin's interest in being a soldier and his uncertainty between becoming a surgeon and a soldier and the things that are really pushing him in both directions, like his father, Laurel, um, his interaction with the other boys, etc. What did you guys think about? No, this I chapter? thought that was,
0: a, that's an excellent place to start is all the directions. Caledon is being pulled in, uh, specifically, you know, with Laurel, uh, also a palindrome, by the way. Yeah. Laurel. I noticed that as well. Um, with, and she's, uh, and she's a, and she's a, a light ice. So. Are we sure
1: it's not Laurel?
0: Laurel, I could, I could, I could do Laurel. Okay, okay, I can do Laurel. I can. I like Laurel, Laurel better. <laughs> I can accept that Laurel sounds like a southern drawl. Laurel. Yeah.
2: Laurel. <laughs>
0: which one? Which do you prefer, Betsy? Wait,
2: Final decision. How did you say it? Laurel. Laurel. Okay, Laurel. That's ter-
0: <laughs> that's terrible. It doesn't Laurel. Even, it doesn't even feel natural. Laurel.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of conversation around like kind of different. Classes. classes yeah she and, she,
0: yeah. she 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 just doesn't she seems like she's manipulative i don't like her Fully that's agree. what i
2: thought as well like i she's an I instigator could sense well my my thought is that she has a crush on calden but she doesn't think that she he is at her level right and she has it in her head that if he was to become a soldier, he'd become a light eyes, yeah. and they could be together. That's Fully what right. I For sure. was picking Which up is, on. Which is,
0: it's not the healthiest way to start a relationship. Anyway, I feel like she like kind of like looks down on him, but then further looks down on those uh, other boys that come. She didn't there. even talk to them. She didn't even address. them. She just them. like looked at. Yeah, them. she 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 heads over there just to sit above them and just to scoff at them. And Kaladin right is literally in between the two of them right mm-hmm. and is struggling with trying to connect with them but which not is interesting doing too
2: it. because i was thinking about calden's like place in this society right now and, and like his father's role as a surgeon he's kind of in this interesting like limbo area where they have a position in society but it's not quite as high as other people's or low as some other people's but they're sort of outside of society because like Medicine and surgery isn't quite understood by everyone and it's kind of viewed and questioned in a strange way so like calding comes from Not like comes from money, but he comes from some sort of higher class. Yeah, but it's sort of not what everyone would view as like The kind of high standard,
0: right? It's like it's like either you're you're a farmer, which is like respectable or you're a soldier slash, you know, light eyes where you're, you know, you have like the highest like honor mm-hmm. based to be one basically. And then there's, there's these surgeons who are just saving lives.
1: Well, there's only two types of people according to uh, Lorin, the father. Yeah. Those who kill and those who L- save. Those
0: who save. Yeah. But yeah, I really didn't, I didn't trust her at all. She seems like the ops. I don't, I think, uh, I hope Callan doesn't follow her anywhere. I don't know. I wrote even in my notes, Cal is definitely in love with this girl as well.
1: You can
2: tell he has a crush on her. He even knows it. He's
1: like, yeah, no, logically, I absolutely do have feelings for this girl. But I didn't expect the feelings to, you know, have feelings. Mm Yeah. It was really funny. Very, I'm 14 and this is deep kind Mm -hmm. of vibe.
2: You can tell how impressionable he is. But also that he has this like core sense of... Intuition around what he wants to do and not wants to do like I think he has this desire to impress his father um, a, like a, a need to kind of do what he's supposed to do and,
0: and a want to become a soldier too
2: basically. Right, but that's that like fire within him right. that he really feels when he faces off against um is it Jost?
0: Yeah, it's Jost. And, yeah. like, he
2: realizes, like, oh, this is the thing that's not necessarily what I'm supposed to do, but feels right. Right. And that's that, like, first little hint of that.
0: And uh, what's also interesting is that uh, those all those forces pulling against him, him himself wanting to wanting to fill this emptiness and, like, do something. His father telling him, go to Carbranth, become a surgeon. And then Laurel basically saying, go risk death just so that I can be with you there is his little brother who keeps him grounded, right? And amidst that, like kind of just confusion and darkness, and kind of the melancholy that like starts to overwhelm him, his brother very simply just goes, "Hey, be present in this moment. Look how dope this rock is! <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so yeah, right. it's so good." And even like the last line rock. Yeah. of the
2: whole chapter, it says. But that one moment holding the quarterstaff, a single moment of clarity in an otherwise confusing world. So it's like, despite being pulled in all those directions, like that felt like a moment of clarity. Mm
1: -hmm. You can absolutely see him becoming that, like, you know, squad leader, trying to save everyone around him, but really meant to be there. Right. He was born to hold the staff, a spear, etc. Right. I
2: also feel like, like, when we first kind of really meet Kaladin, when he's a slave in the cart, like, his kind of sadness and depression almost make sense because he's been through so much. But I feel like you still see a little bit of that here. For sure. Like, he kind of has For
1: sure. this... He is 100% depressed. Like, yeah. this
2: kind of, like, darkness inside of him. Not, like, darkness, like, evil. But, like, there's a couple lines that I'll have them in front of me where you can tell, like, there's something, like, very like heavy that he's carrying and I don't quite know what that is
0: yeah and and even Laurel points it out because she's like I hate when you get like this when you're always moping and sighing about and he's like well you're the one who just sighed
1: (laughs) (laughs) flirting yeah 12 year old flirting but his brother snaps him out of it the rock uh, it's just a rock he even goes ahead to say it's just a rock I mean yeah it's got like a cool little vein in it but it's a rock but he even goes wow I feel way better
0: neat yeah, that was very sweet.
1: Too so, bad Tien dies.
2: Do you guys think it's really possible for someone to turn into a light eyes if they get a shard blade?
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it sounds. It, like sa- a it sounds like it's a legend within.
2: It sounds fake. within yeah.
0: everything ha- happening here, and uh, it seems like it's something to keep the. The lower class, like reaching for something, right? right?
1: Yeah, that's how you do a stratified society. Oh, you God. gotta that's have something God. that's gonna make people want to climb up I,
0: the ladder. I'm the last bastion of hope, holding on to not it saying this word. Make
2: people want to go to war.
0: Yeah, exactly. Just it's, it's like like come and fight. You can you know achieve greatness. But I don't know.
2: Get a free education, huh? <laughs>
0: it's also interesting. Callan mentions like uh, going Ooh. to war and fighting. Yeah, exactly. He mentions uh, going and fighting and seeing uh, Sadius and Dalinar, like the legends of old. It's interesting that we actually get to see these people years later and they're just struggling with their own stuff.
1: And, you know, we going back to the last chapter, we see that kind of connection already, though, with Dalinar and Kaladin. It points out at the beginning of the chapter before that Dalinar always brings the surgeons, that he won't risk the bridgemen and then at the very end of that chapter, he's literally looking at a bridge, like a group of bridgemen, which could be that, Kaladin. That's a great it point. It could be. Kaladin w- could be there. I
0: wrote that too. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a great transition. Actually, the, all three chapters kind of flow into each other of our, you know, making sure to always bring the surgeons surgeon because he's prepared, nodding, giving respect to the bridgemen. Um, actually, wasn't there a really cool line that he says about the... Uh, the they carry
1: like a king's burden on yes, their shoulders.
0: Yes. Oh god, it was so good. I can't believe I didn't write that down. It's pretty wild.
1: Pretty wild.
0: Yeah, he says that they they he nodded to the bridge crews saying they carried the weight of kings. That I thought that was pretty cool. And then we transition into, you know, young Kaladin uh struggling, you know, to be a surgeon. And then, you know, later on when we discuss this next chapter, it's he he uses this ability. Mm. Which yeah, awesome. he uses it quite
1: well. But mm-hmm. It, it makes me wonder: Did he end up taking that small fortune to Carbranth? What what ends up taking Kaladin? Oh,
0: do you think his father stole that too? Because like I, I don't know. Like it sounds because it's just his word that said that that uh, what was the name of the guy that Wistio. died? That Wistio died and left him a bunch of. Uh, oh, fears. you think
2: Kaladin's father took it?
0: Well, the, Kaladin's father, the next father. father says um, he died and he left this for us, right? And it's just Kaladin's father saying it. Yeah, I wrote, this he is, now
1: has a small fortune. Yeah,
0: mm. and this is not me like prompting you because I know the an- answer. I literally don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> this is why
1: you do a second
0: read. Yeah. Sorry,
2: I don't think I'm following. I, You're saying that Kaladin's father took... Oh, you mean he stole it from him.
0: No, I'm saying we don't know that. I'm saying he, all we have is Kaladin's father saying he left this for us, but it's like... Right, but to your I point, know. I
2: never considered whether he actually went to Carbrandt or not.
0: Yeah.
1: Who knows? Yeah. Not me. Oh, oh no also, <laughs> I, I very much
0: do know. Yeah. Also also Carbrenth is where uh Shallan is right now trying becoming a steward of uh yes no. You say a steward? Yeah, what is it? Ward? Oh, yeah, is this ward. a <laughs> steward? <laughs> Whatever dude. Other than the
2: flashbacks are the moments between Calden Dalinar and Shalon all happening at the same time? Yeah. Okay
1: yeah wait what do you mean sorry
2: other than the flashbacks are the stories we're jumping between all happening simultaneously oh yeah
1: yeah it's all uh, contemporaneous
2: yeah great word
1: thank you thank you
2: and with that yeah
1: we have to make sure the historicity
0: well you uh, guys so you guys have through. anything else for uh this uh, little flashback oh, oh i have one thing where i thought it was funny where it's like one more year and she'd start wearing a glove on her left hand the mark of a girl that had entered adolescence. I'm like, lol. What is this? What is it's this? just a glove? What is this?
2: Yeah, I thought thought that was, I was funny. kind of cringe.
0: Yeah, but I don't have anything else uh, except for the lurgs. They look. They sound. They, like, looked they look fun.
1: Funny. I mean, cocoons,
0: chrysalises.
2: Well, also, it's like all tied together. A big melon that grows grain inside of it. It's pretty, like, unique.
1: Unique's a good word for it. I chuckled when I read that again. It was like literally... And then there's worms that can eat it. And then you open up the the big grain thing and it's just a fat worm.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like where does he get these ideas?
0: I know. Oh, also Kaladin mentions Kremlin too. He does. He does mention Kremlin. Kremlin counter. (laughs) (laughs) Added to the Kremlin counter.
2: Take a drink.
0: Uh, So yeah, I don't have anything else for uh, 16. Uh, We can leave the flashback and... Go to
1: rejoin Kaladin in the next part.
0: Yeah, so let's move on to chapter seventeen. Chapter seventeen A Bloody Red Sunset. Kaladin starts this off by visiting an apothecary. Uh he's trying to get some antiseptics and band aids. Uh the antiseptic's kind of putting on the airs of like like an old wise, like spiritual person But when he finds out that Kaladin is a sur- is a surgeon or was trained by surgeons, he kinda of just gets rid of that, and he just stands up a little straighter, and he's like, all right, what do you want? So he picks up uh, some antiseptics and band-aids. Uh, he heads back to the camp. He hears the horn, and it is time to do another bridge run. And this one is uh, it's 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 pretty similar to the ones that he's done before. They don't get there in time, so the Proshendi are there waiting. They're shooting arrows at him, um, and uh, Kaladin decides to take the lead even though he's bridge leader and he can actually go to the back if he wanted to he takes the lead uh, and a lot of people are injured and Kaladin ends up trying to save a couple of them which is really amazing and uh, one of the bridge men rock decides to go and help him and calls himself an idiot while doing it. I thought that was really funny. He's like, I guess I'm an idiot too. And he runs in and he tries to help him. And they pull, they pull back a couple people. We'll get to their names uh, when we when we do a, a deeper dive. But let's uh, let's let's just open it up there. I thought it was a, I thought it was a really fun scene, especially after that last chapter where we you know the, know that Callan is struggling to do all of this uh, in his head. That you know his his father's teachings are actually helping people. I thought that was great.
2: Yeah, that was a a good scene when he's in the apothecary. I thought it was so funny when Sil asked Calden if he wanted to give Gaz the love potion. That cracked me up. <laughs> I yeah. laughed so hard at that. Honestly, like it probably would help this situation. Yeah, um, it would be nice if he liked you more. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sil, I don't think that's what that's for. <laughs>
2: but Sil, so she's invisible to others, but not, but is seen by Calden. That's correct. But that's not um, typical of Spren. But though there's nothing typical about Syl.
1: Yeah. yeah. There's nothing typical about Spren.
0: Wait. <laughs>
1: These are literally like emotions. I mean, and I mean it's typical things. in this
0: world.
2: Like it seems like if there's Spren like coming off of a dead body or something like that, like everyone can see it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there might be some that everyone can see or maybe the emotions are so powerful that they become visible.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say maybe they're like always there, but when it, the emotion is strong enough, they they manifest into the physical world. I would, I would, I would. That's how I would say.
1: Like, think back to when Shalon was doing all that drawing. Sorry, Shalon was doing all that drawing, and the creation spread just like we're drawn to her. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But she's growing, man. She's understanding abstract thought. Right. Like now we got a teenager, kind of, or like maybe a tween. Version of Syl. Yeah. Who knows what death is and can think about thoughts.
2: Yeah, she said, people are discord. I was like, I wouldn't have even said that. (laughs) Right? It was like,
0: almost, it was poetic. Kaladin's like, she's learning too much. (laughs) Right. It's nice to see that they're just like together and that uh, they're just like clearly becoming stronger together. Yeah, I think it
2: like gives a little bit of levity to Kaladin who... Is stuck, stuck in, in this horrible yeah, situation. Rightfully so, for yeah. sure.
1: The worst kind of situation imaginable.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny when he like they sound the horn and he's like, our lineup and I can just see everyone just like walking by him, like rolling their eyes, like, dude, stop. Like, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. I mean, not to like dive into it right away. I mean, we can go back into the apothecary, but it was interesting to see the juxtaposition between Like during the bridge run when everyone's kind of like this guy, like he just like wants to boost his ego while he's here, blah, blah, blah. But then after when he's trying to actually save the men and you can kind of see the other guys being like, oh, holy shit, like he actually cares and is like putting himself on the line for this. And I think that's like a big... Switch. I,
0: yeah, I think the, the 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 literal change happens when he switches places with rock right at the beginning, right? What would you what would you say?
1: Oh, absolutely You know, I think that was really where he showed the strength to kind of come forward and like make rock move mm-hmm. And take the most weak place there where he's likely to die,
0: right? And in doing so it rock returns the favor immediately if you I didn't even like, pick up on that that like just like um just like the the last chapter, the rock comes back and like helps. Oh, I thought the him. same thing, Right. Dude. Like, yeah. TN gives TN literally gives him a rock, and he's like, "Dude, take it easy, or whatever." And then this person named Rock, you know, comes and helps him bring a person to safety. I, I have that cool. in
1: my notes as well. It was like when uh, he goes, wow, a rock can't save anyone or help anyone. And oh, my God. He oh, literally yeah. says that in the
2: flashback. That's <laughs> so funny. That's so crazy. My <laughs> mind great. is blown. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's cr- 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 clearly, uh you know, you you told me to go to the back. You took that, you the possible, like, what do they call it? The death? Oh. The death line. The death line for me. So he felt obligated. the
2: like, says, like, it's my privilege to run in the front.
0: Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah, and he and he stands the entire time too, even though he's exhausted. You can tell that you know. They're getting a little bit more respect for him.
1: Well, let's remember too, this is the same day. I'm pretty sure that he no ran way back and forth day. in the Yeah, it's the same day, dude. No way. Pretty sure it's the same day. He even like made some mention. He's like, "Wow, I should not have done all that shit in the morning. I'm exhausted."
0: <laughs> wow. That is crazy. It, feel, it feels Man's like such got time reserves
1: energy reserves everywhere
2: it was cool to see also when um sadius and like the other soldiers go by and Kaladin doesn't bow to sadius but then he's engaging with one of the soldiers and he's like th- like my bridge is like my weapon and like i treat it like that
0: yeah
1: wonder what the soldiers were thinking he's like oh crap that guy's just gone nuts yeah. like that's D- a bridge D- dude
0: diesel of these <laughs> don't understand how to respond to anything that's like five sentences or more <laughs> like they Too literally get, they literally get confused so the, Kaladin saying that kind of like poetic thing they're just like I don't understand <laughs> it's just hilarious
1: but you know this this was some crazy action and you know it's it even kind of it, you feel like you're there with him when he's running straight at the line of Arrows and he, and you know, the guy to his right drops, and then the guy to his left drops, and he's suddenly alone in the yeah. middle of the front of the bridge, just charging forward.
0: And as he charges, he yells, uh, Tien, Tien. Oh, yeah,
1: my heart, <laughs> he yeah. does it all for his brother.
2: He was like, I don't even know why I yelled it. It's like, we know why, <laughs> yeah, that was that was really intense moment, like, there were so many casualties. And like Caledon trying to save anyone he can. I think there was one like descriptive moment where they said that he was like trying to run but slipping on the blood on the ground.
1: Jeez, like, my like, God, Gaz looks at him. Is that like, all is blood? Yours? <laughs> that, is that all your blood, dude? Like, <laughs> yeah. Gaz must be terrified of Caledon, to be honest.
0: Yeah, dude. just
1: imagine this guy is just like soaked in blood, like just slowly walking towards you, and you know, yeah, man, it'd be terrifying. Yeah,
2: yeah I'm curious what. It seems like Calden, when he said like he's clued into the fact that Gaz is pretty desperate for the money that he's giving him, even though it's not a lot of money. I feel like he's real, like Calden's pretty observant and he's mm-hmm. like able to pick up on like little things that are gonna benefit him in the long run. And like I kind of I was confused about that also. Like why is Gaz like willing to kind of let all this stuff slide for right. just like a couple of spheres.
1: It's literally pennies. <laughs> like it, that's the smallest form of denomination. Is it because
0: Gaz is flat broke and afraid of Kaladin? Yeah, I think it it's could a mix be of those. Yeah, <laughs> he's just absolutely terrified of him. He's weak. Forget, he, he's yeah, a weak He's man. very weak. He's always yeah. in the back of the fighting. Yeah. Yeah, he's not great. He's a weak little vulture. That's what it is.
1: But yeah, you know... He's got a lot of honor, though, Cal. And I got an image: this entire scene of him running back into the battle, of that one movie. I can't think of the name of it, and I should have looked it up before this because I have it in my notes. But the um, the guy who won the Medal of Honor in I think it was the Pacific. He kept going back up the ridge and okay. bringing back men down who yeah. were shot over and over and over again. Right, and he right. wasn't even carrying a weapon into the battle. I, I I can't remember the guy's name or the movie about it, but. It's a crazy thought.
0: Like just always was it, himself. Was it played by like, Andrew Garfield? Yes, it was. Yeah, played I know, by I know, Garfield. I know the movie you're talking Spider-Man about. Spider-Man two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. But yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I, I know I know the movie you're talking about. Um but yeah, I picture that too. I can I could just hear like the swords clanging together, arrows flying and blood everywhere, and Kaladin just like stumbling to find his bridge for men. Um, amongst all of the soldiers who are also just dying around it
2: and like, doesn't the first person he tries to save actually die and then i think he manages to save the second like out of the two men that he's like yeah, working you, on
0: yeah do you, you you have track of who he saved and who he didn't Cause i, I was so thinking. he saves
1: hopper or hobber, ha- hobber he yeah. saves dabid he saves leighton and then one of them dies, uh, m- like muck or mud yeah. or something. Got terrible name. I think he his died.
2: name's Godel. Yeah, Godel. Because I wrote down dies. Godel's last words are creepy. Yeah, A-F. They're pretty
1: crazy. They, are. they break the land. Mm. They're coming. So
0: Betsy, that's I feel like what's everyone called...
2: was kind of like, uh what? <laughs> what the fuck you
0: They're just staring at him like, what the fuck was that, Betsy? E? That's called a
1: death rattle. That'll come back up somewhat eventually, but when someone
0: says something right before they die, it's called a death rattle. Yeah. I, I didn't learn about that uh, while reading these books. Honestly, I learned about that afterwards. There are just some things that I guess aren't really explicitly stated.
1: I do want to be very clear that they are not prophetic. Yeah. They they sound like it, but they could, they could absolutely just be nonsense. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. <laughs> I'll be thinking about that one.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Keep your secrets. <laughs> Keep your secrets. Okay. Keep your secrets.
1: Oh, but that's uh, that's actually the last note I have. I just, the last thing I said was Bridge Four is really starting to follow Kaladin. You know, they saw him take lead, put himself in
0: danger. But what a day. Goddamn
1: Kaladin. What a day.
0: Yeah. I'm proud of him. He's been through a lot.
2: Yeah. I think we're on the edge of like something really interesting with his relationship with these other men I think it'll really change after this interaction um, and I just loved like the end of this chapter where he says if there's one thing you can count on it's men's greed it was a bitter thought but it had been a bitter day a hopeful bright beginning and a bloody red sunset just like every day
0: wow I think he's uh. depressed. I, I think he's got a little bit of depression. What a what a day indeed. Jeez. Um, all right, cool. So uh I guess we're uh I guess the the bus is pulling up we and we're, <laughs> we're going. The bus is pulling up.
2: I'm like trying to get on, the and, door's closing, I'm banging <laughs> on the door. Let me on the bus. Let me in, let me in. Richie and James are waving out the window. <laughs>
1: uh we'll be heading now into the spoiler section our conversations from here will be centered around these specific chapters but we will bring in the context of the entire brandon sanderson Cosmere series that includes stormlight mistborn's era one and era two warbreaker elantris arcanum unbounded all the secret projects the novellas and then white sand i guess if you are caught up stick around if you are like betsy sorry the bus is leaving
2: Bye
0: guys. <laughs> Later, buds. <Betts. laughs> I'll see you at the uh, at the Two uh, Roads Festival. Yeah, we'll see Wait. you at the Two Roads. Yeah, crack open a high noon or something. At a beer festival? Oh, yeah, that, that didn't make sense. <laughs> oh, Betsy's done. <laughs> 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 And we're back in the spoiler section. The bus is driving. We are rolling. We are rolling on
1: this journey before, and we're here before the destination.
0: All right, cool chapters today. Cool chapters today. Uh, Let's let's start with chapter uh, fifteen.
1: Now, before we dive in, I do have a correction. Unfortunately, I screwed up. I apologize, Kremlings. But the letter in the epigraphs is very much from Hoyd to Frost. The one in words of Radiance is from Frost to Hoyt. It's the response. But I was wrong. I don't like being wrong. It's one of my least favorite things to be. But I was. And, you know, I can admit to it. I'm not... I'm not. I'm always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, you're so humble about this. <laughs> Dude, I'm always wrong. I'm yeah. literally saying I don't like to be wrong. That's <laughs> not humble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no, it's fine. We basically were just saying the letter. Uh, we reversed the, who the letters were for. But, yeah, the letter is from... It's from Hoid to, to Frost. Frost the Dragon, yeah, uh, asking for some help on Odium, I believe. But yes. let, we'll we'll dive we raise we'll dive further into it when we get more complete epigraphs, because right now they're just like one-off sentences that don't really contain much. Agreed. But well, maybe at the end of
1: the part, we'll kind of in the spoiler Talk section, about we'll it. go through the whole
0: epigraph, the whole letter. It'll yeah, be good. Yeah, I think that's a better way to do it. All right, so yeah, let's 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 uh, we'll dive into uh, fifteen here. Uh, okay, aftermath think, of the battle. Thank God
1: this time around, Betsy did not catch on to all of the stuff that Brandon was hinting at. Oh my God, which, which I was parts? Getting really worried. She didn't bring up how uh, Dalinar cannot remember his wife. She oh, not, we should have brought that I, up. Well, I actually. didn't want to. I yeah, didn't really, if, we, <laughs> if, if we bring it up, it's weird. Yeah, exactly. She's <laughs> yeah. like, "Oh, I gotta pay attention Exa- to that." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I probably said too much about the death rattles there, but they're interesting, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because because when do we ever hear that it's actually called death rattles? I we don't... get
1: that in the end of the book with um in Carbranth when okay. we find out that is not a great dude.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so maybe you should not have mentioned that it's called the Death Rattle. But... I don't mind saying what it's called, as long as we
1: don't hint at the fact that, you know, Nergal, I think, right? it's That's the unmade that's around that causes them. Mm-hmm. I think it's Nergal. Also, they could be wrong. prophetic. <laughs> they, well, said, but they're said... not They're not always. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, don't take everything that they say as that's going to happen, but some of them are. Some of them, I mean, we know one of the Death Rattles is the
0: end of the Cosmere. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alright, I don't think that's that bad then. Um, So for specifically uh, 15, uh, one thing that I noted that was pretty funny was that Adeline constantly wants his his dad to be the Blackthorn again. And he literally goes, like wanted that man back. The kingdom needed him. Dude, you are so wrong about about that. Oh my god, right? (laughs) The kingdom almost fell apart because Because Dalinar was the Blackthorn. Um, He killed his wife. But interestingly enough, um, Gavilar actually can read and write because that's revealed in Stormlight 5. They mentioned that, you know, he wrote this in blood, not knowing that it's the assassin in white. But in the Stormlight 5 uh, prologue, it literally says you know, Gavilar taught himself to read and write ages ago. Thought it was dumb that he could and no one else could.
1: I mean, it is kind of dumb to be fair, but <laughs> yeah. it, it, they keep talking about in this chapter how Gavilar is changing at the end. You know, they keep seeing new things. He's starting to do the codes and all of that, and it's really funny that they think it's like an honorable thing. We know because of the prologue to Stormlight Five that Gavilar is just like obsessed with his own legacy and becoming right. immortal. Right. But uh, just to be fair, he becomes Cosmere aware. Like Richie, it's like imagine if randomly Betsy here just suddenly understood that there's an entire intergalactic community filled with monsters, magic, gods, mini-gods, should probably be a bit different.
0: Right, for sure. <laughs> but to be that selfish, to not even care about Navani or anyone else, and your only goal is is to become a, an immortal, a herald or a radiant. Or like, even a splinter or
1: something. Yeah, yeah. He,
0: he didn't fully fully. He understand it all and was and thought he did he thought he was getting close and how far away was oh, he? he was so
1: far away right i do think betsy would still care about us she wouldn't you know go full no she'd are. take us along with her for sure even though we leave her behind
0: <laughs> <laughs> the bus oh, comes man. back around eventually yeah right <laughs> <laughs> you can jump on it at any time but what
1: what was wit doing there do you remember that even Elricar's like holy crap what? You're wait, you're here? You,
0: yeah, yeah. It was like it was like he showed up and then disappeared after when the when the Chasm Fiend shows up. Yep. It's almost as like I don't know. It's weird, maybe right? It was the Chasm Fiend? No, shut up. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. Like he really just disappears. It's almost as if he like he can't intervene and oh and well you can't right? so maybe he like physically had to leave he
1: has the dawn shard he yeah. can't help or hurt or do anything
0: right so the chasm fume shows up Wait, like maybe did just disappears, fucks off somewhere
1: he has things to be about
0: yeah and then once once everything was settled back he disappears again it was very odd
1: it was very odd and it and, uh, stuck out to me i don't know what he was doing I don't like not knowing, just like I don't like being wrong. <laughs> yeah,
0: and Davert also doesn't like losing. That's if also I, true. I, I hate him, losing. If I beat him in Super Smash Bros, he's always very I upset I don't play about with it. him anymore. <laughs> he does not play with me anymore because I'm so good at it.
1: You know, like that um, when they had the computer do Tetris and then it just paused the game when it was about to lose so that it never lost? That's me. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm great, guys. I know you want to meet me. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so another thing that's funny is uh, Dalar saying, you know, the prize is not worth the cost. You know, all that that interesting little speech he gives and everyone thinks he's crazy. But we have to keep in mind how much of a hypocrite dialing on Oh, my God. Like. Because, you know, he, he's in the Blackthorn. You know, he's in the Lethe warmonger. Every time he says this kind of shit, I, if you'd known him before, you're thinking, this is ridiculous. Like, who, who are you fooling here?
1: The man literally burned a city to the ground. Just yeah. tens of thousands of people murdered in cold blood because they said no
0: right so you get we always have to keep that in mind when we get these reactions to dalinar being high and mighty in his in his ned stark form mm-hmm. it's only because he's been granted the gift of forgetting you know what he what the, he did what his one of his worst crimes were
1: but to be fair
0: richie what's the most important step a man can take the, ne- the next one damn right if that last step is covered in the blood of your wife, I mean, it's a little—it's I mean, not a you might, step. You might have to look back a little bit at that step and clean that, clean it <laughs> Just off. Just like Orpheus, man—you don't look back. You look <laughs> yeah. back, you're screwed. Like, no geez. regrets. <laughs> So why do you think? Why do you actually think Wit hates Sadias so much? Either I I mean, honestly it's just because he's, he's a hateable person. I it's <laughs> just because he's a hateable person. He's like he's scarred. It's not even dude. like spoilers. It's just like Wit just <laughs> actually just, just doesn't, doesn't like, like Sadias. <laughs> <Yeah. thing. laughs> I think that really is the case. I'm pretty sure.
1: I mean, he is also just like always making fun of people, and he's a pretty easy target. He's he's a round faced, pudgy kind of balding guy, not very handsome. Right. Who, he's a good fighter. He's a good fighter, but he doesn't have a blade. He also doesn't, he's not very quick on his feet. <laughs> it's like, if you can think of something clever to say, I will leave you alone for a week. And he goes, well, that shouldn't be too hard. Oh, you failed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was an easy setup, dude. With these Lefty, it's really easy to burn them. To be fair,
1: Rennerin got him back.
0: He's like, if yeah. you think of something clever to yeah, say, and he's like, something good. clever. Oh, that's good. That was good. We didn't even bring that up with Betsy. Too. No, no, we didn't. You know, well,
1: eventually, I think Betsy's gonna start paying more attention to Wit. I don't want to call too much attention to him.
0: No, I know. When we when we first talked about him, I think last uh, episode we kind of just like got quiet. You know, it's, it's hard because it's Hoy, dude. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to talk about him specifically, and not make it like obvious. But, I'm so
1: happy I've read Tress because. <laughs> I just always, whenever I see Wit or Hoyt now, I just think about him on that boat. He's so funny on that So it's
0: so funny that he is going through his, he's basically like Doctor Who. Like he's got his own like weird. That's a really good way to put it. He's got his like weird journeys where he's just doing his own thing. It's basically immortal and it's just fucking around. He
1: is immortal. He's probably got like 150,000 breaths.
0: Yeah, he's he's literally just going on his own mini-adventures constantly, and this is just a stopping point for him.
1: God, I can't wait to learn what he's going to do now that he's also an Elantrian. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> oh, you know what? Another thing that's kind of annoying. Uh, we know that Elokar cut his own straps.
1: Yeah, dude, it's very <laughs> every time annoying. I, every time
0: I read anything about... Elokar like seething that Dalinar doesn't take this seriously. I just want to punch him in his little It's like face. it's your fault dude. Yeah and, and I know we, we referred to him as uh, the, the king from um, Avatar or whatever but he's not young. He's not no, like He's young. really not. He's like 23. He's 24. got a wife and a kid. Mm-hmm. You know like why are you acting like this? Why are you p- setting Dalinar on this stupid ass journey? That he
1: started and yeah. the thing the people he sees looking at him at night are cryptics. They're literally trying to bond to him
0: what did you not know that no oh
1: my god yeah dude he does see people in his room
0: wait how do you know that is that a that's word that's a word it's of Brandon, a i
1: believe um or maybe it's like something like that people cr- figured it out he, he sees like the heads and all of that how they like you Fuck. know they're crazy what no a cryptic way. Looks like. he sees them so he, he pay attention over this whole book and next book uh-huh. he's gonna talk about how he sees like crazy fucking people in the shadows and Heads are swirling. That was the big thing for me, the swirling heads.
0: That's really interesting because, you know, we, as we know with, with Shallon, cryptics are attracted to lies. And maybe Alakar is convincing himself that he needs to be this kind of person. A hundred percent. He's
1: lying to himself.
0: Yeah. That's what they love. Just, wow. Shallon
1: literally lies to herself. She's got multiple Constantly. personalities to avoid her own memories. That's why the cryptics love her. And Alakar is the exact same.
0: Interesting. I do know that there's a wob that said if Elokar were to complete his, his uh, uh, what's it called? The, his uh, first the, ideal? The, the, the ideals, that he would have been a lightweaver. Mm-hmm. So that is awesome. I oh yeah, they were cryptics. He sees them. They're real. Gotcha. It's just they're not people.
1: They're not trying to hurt him. They want to bond to him.
0: Yeah, I and did not wild? I did not pick up on that.
1: This is why I have two read-throughs to your <laughs> One, my man. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, is, that is valid. That Except for
0: White Sand. Um, an- another uh, another point is, or uh, uh, this little fun quote from uh, Dalinar is like about S- Sadius. Uh, but there's a good man inside him, son. He is not our enemy. Wrong. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Wrong. Yeah. I'm foreshadowing wrong. to the climax of this book. <laughs> wrong on so many levels, dude. It just it makes it hurt even more. Like I I I know what Brandon is doing. He's making us doubt us you know not trusting sadius he wants us to feel that maybe that they are there's still good in him he's just upset about but and there probably still is at this moment you know but but we know sadius makes a choice at the end and it is it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking especially because dalinar is going to save him yeah
1: dalinar does save him yeah what's interesting though is you know he doesn't make the choice out of greed Listen, he doesn't feel that way. He really
0: feels that Dalinar is lost. That's he, what it is. He, he, so yeah. he's
1: like, it will be better if you die in honor.
0: Yeah. And like fighting. So that's, that's it. That's a good point. Yeah. He truly thinks that this is the best for the kingdom mm-hmm. and to save the king because he thinks Dalinar is going crazy.
1: Yeah. And then Dalinar comes back and gives him Oathbringer. And so he, maybe he's going a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the last thing that really stood out to me about this chapter was how, like, the whole Way of Kings part where he's talking about the book and he's having it Gowler written.
0: Gavilar didn't give a fuck about the codes.
1: I know. He did not care. He yeah. just, he thought it would help bring the he, Heralds back. He, yeah. That's the only Cause the reason. Because the Way of
0: Kings is just a book by, that the that Radiance used. Yeah. So it's thought, like a guidebook. Yeah, so he just thought that he could find something there. Exactly. Interestingly enough that they wouldn't put the ideals in the book at all, which is funny to me. Like, why didn't anyone write these ideals down? Um, but instead, they have a whole book kind of like going around the, the idea, the actual literal ideal. Mm-hmm. But I guess the words don't really need need to be the words specifically. Except for the first one, it has to be those words. Life has to before be death, felt. strength before weakness, yeah. journey before destination.
1: Speaking of, oh, we'll get there in chapter seventeen. You saw me. You would have seen me when I went. During the, uh, yeah. like when I freaked out during the last chapter, non spoiler section, I've, yeah. I've learned something. But is it because of that. what something Betsy said? Is Betsy said something that made me realize something.
0: Uh, did you write it down? Uh, well, no, but I have it. I know okay. what I'm trying to All say. All right, so, so should we move on to six, The last thing seven.
1: is in the Way of Kings you know, that says that light eyes are beneath dark eyes,
0: and they're like, that's
1: totally against foreign tradition. Bah, 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 bah. Um, but we know that a radiant grants light eyes. By the way, yes, Betsy, if you get a sharp blade, you get light eyes. Um, but the Radiants were meant to protect the people. They were their servants. That's how they looked at themselves. Gotcha. That's why they were below Dark Eyes right. and never connected that until right now. So that that makes really sense. stood out That to makes
0: me. sense, yeah.
2: Mm.
1: And Yes, to Dalinar, the bridge crews are carrying the weight of kings. They
0: are carrying the weight of kings as you learn the way of kings. Um, yeah. puns. I love it. <laughs> All right, chapter 16 okay 16 our our flashback this is a this is a really good flashback it's a very good one like like you know when you first are reading wave of Kings you want to get back to the action you know you're like oh got a flashback like an anime flashback um but now you know where it, it all leads to it is interesting to see the struggle of Kaladin. my wow, god he's so depressed
1: oh my god I I didn't oh, realize like, he was that depressed yeah. he's 12 he is 12.
0: Yeah, they described it as a strange blanket of melancholy that smothered him at times when he wasn't expecting it. Kaladin had depression. It's a very good description of depression. Yeah. It really is. Uh, and it will follow him throughout this book and the next and the next and the next. And and the, probably the next until he
1: dies or become yeah, honor.
0: Yeah. And it because it, it doesn't just go away. It's just something that you learn to deal with and manage.
1: Imagine if he pulls a Jon Snow and he just goes back to being a bridgeman at the end of all of this.
0: <laughs> oh God! You know how
1: he goes back to the wall.
0: <laughs> First of all, don't don't ever don't ever bring up I know the I end know. of Game of Thrones to me. <laughs> unexpectedly like that ever again i'm
1: sorry i know you're in a vulnerable state now
0: oh my god, god
1: that really hurt it just, that just hurt me like, I, invested, I don't want it
0: i i invested a lot of my life into that and having the ability to name every castle it just hurts me okay i don't want to talk about it <laughs>
1: I don't want to talk about he it. Just goes back to being a bridge it man it, at the end of it, it, Stormlight Ten. He's it, like, "Yeah, I don't want the kingdom. I'm it, gonna go
0: back to being a bridge man." It's just so <laughs> stupid. Um, I can't but, do an accent, but, by the way. But no, it was it was interesting to see, uh, um, you know, Sad Kaladin being grounded by Ten. Um, Saladin. Saddlin. <laughs> Saddlin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else was there on this? Uh, oh, 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 Jost. Jost. Yes. He literally foreshadows that you can't trust light eyes. You cannot
1: trust light eyes. He's even, he basically even says it. Yeah. He Laural, dude. she's not the best. She's
0: not. And, and Joseph's literally like my father won one and they didn't give it to him. I believe him. I actually, I do truly do believe him because no one would believe that's that. Exactly what happens. Cause that's what calendar. they want. They want like, if you bring it up, people will laugh in your face. Cause no one would think that would be possible for you to do. So it's like, it's attainable everyone should strive for it but when it actually happens yeah, i don't believe it i don't believe it yeah. and
1: god there was so much foreshadowing for calden right. in this one literally laurel being like you're going to win a shard blade but then you're not going to keep the shard blade and yeah. this, and oh my god it was so bad Laurel's so the worst much.
0: and we know that later she still is like kind of like oh, she, the she worst. gets worse yeah, she ends up marrying the new... Yeah, the, uh, who is city terrible. Lord. The new city lord, city lord comes in. She ends up marrying him. The guy
1: who killed Moash's grandparents.
0: Yes, and um, they have a kid together. It's shown right? Rosh- R- R- yeah, shown yeah. and, and they end up having a, a child together, and it's just... And, and this is when Kaladin comes back, you know, decked out with the Shard blade. Oh, yeah, he's a everything. full radiant. It's just, I don't know, she's just the worst. She uh, is the worst. It, it, she, I, yeah.
1: And, but you know I never really thought about this till this time I read it but I think this is like the last day that Kaladin has a normal day
0: right because after this
1: it- the family blows up they think that they stole the spheres and
0: mm-hmm. oh
1: my god it's about to get so the hard the city lord comes yeah and then the city lord comes and they call TN. And to be the soldier, and
0: Kaladin joins him. Why did he pick Tien? Was it random?
1: No, it was not random. He did it in order to punish Lirin. Oh, yes, because Lirin won't give him the spheres back.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Yeah. that
1: all started today. Yeah,
0: for Cal, the last normal day. Oh, this poor kid. He's gonna go through a lot. I literally, uh, I literally wrote that in my notes. He's going to go through it from now on. <laughs> yeah. At some point, he needs to get to the destination because his journey is very rough. <laughs> it's going
1: to be a nice destination, I hope.
0: Hopefully. I mean,
1: that man is flying in translucent translucent shard plate when we last left him. So I'm pretty F- excited. Flying
0: over the chasms. Oh, my God. That was intentional. I hate uh, you. <laughs> uh,
1: what, uh, what other things you got for this flashback? That was probably the last one. You know, it, yeah. it, It's just that we are at a precipice for Cal again. He's about to now have everything change. Yeah.
0: And it all really comes together in this next chapter, chapter 17. Um, this is really interesting. Let's start, though, with what Syl said. This little quote she says, people are discord. And Cal's like, what do you mean? You all act differently and, and think differently. Nothing else is like that. Animals act alike and all spread are, in a sense, virtually the same individual. There is harmony in that. What? I know. There were so
1: many, like, just call-outs Harmony
0: that. and Discord mentioned by mm-hmm. Syl here. Um, and as we know, to some of the Kremlings listening, you know, Harmony is uh, the shard. That's um, Shard of Cezed. Cezed, thank you. From Mistborn. Uh, it's the combination. It's becoming Discord. It's a combination of ruin and preservation. At the end of Mistborn, the third novel, Cezed becomes the shard, Harmony. By combining the two uh, separate shards. And but by becoming Harmony, he is also slowly descending into Discord. Discord, by, Not the app, by, by the way. <laughs> not the app. But he's slowly descending into Discord, another form of ruin and preservation. And this is at the end of Mistborn Era 2, where we see that something is changing within Seizet. S- S- mm-hmm. uh, don't forget that all humans, at least in Skadril, to be fair,
1: all have a bit of ruin and preservation in them. Right. So people are literally discord. And harmony. (laughs) Ah, God damn it, Brandon. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true. We can't move past the other piece she says there. She literally admits how honor was shattered. All spren are essentially one individual. She's talking about honor. Mm -hmm. The the shard. Because when they shatter, that's where the spren
0: come from. Right, 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 right. And they're all one guy. Yeah, that's actually a great point. Thank you they but they're only Spren on Roshar.
1: Yep. Well, just like when you know on um, Cell, where Dominion and Devotion were shattered, they got they they had the Aeon door. Mm-hmm. That's just how their um, that's what their, essence, what manifested. their investiture no, manifested. Dude,
0: I think Spren Spren have existed before. They
1: existed. Honor. They they did exist, but when they came from when Honor invested the planet. Okay. They did, but when he shattered, that's where they became everywhere. I promise you. I know that one for a fact because that one really okay. surprised
0: Cause me. Because I, I remember something about Spren existing on the planet uh, before. Well, yeah, because
1: they used to be friends Honor. with the listeners. Right, exactly. Oh my God, remember, um, what's, uh, what's her name? Leshwi. Yeah. She asks after a Spren. They've forgiven us. Yeah. That
0: I've read that
1: scene in Rhythm of War. A dozen times. I
0: still haven't fully grasped what all that means, too. But we'll, They've we'll, forgiven
1: us. I think we'll learn a lot more when we get over finally to Shinovar. Yeah. No, for sure. We need to know what's going on with Ishar, too. He's bringing Spren into the physical world. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, there's so much to There's do. a lot of questions I still have around just Spren in general and, the, and their story. We need, to, we need the backstory already. They need to understand the timeline and what actually happened with the Parshendi. Oh my god! And why the Radiants decided to give it all up, too.
1: Well, the Radiants gave it all up because they figured out they the, were the invaders, right? And that the last thing that the how they broke Ashen was with surge, with surges. They destroyed the world. Well, there's still people there, but they almost just fully destroyed it. And when the Radiants learned that they had the same powers. That destroyed their tranquiline halls. They were like, Oh, we should probably not do this.
0: And so they gave it up. I'd love to see that conversation. Oh my god. What, well what they chose.
1: There.
0: Yeah. They chose. I know. Oh. My soul. But
1: the one thing that really uh, that I had like that moment, that coming to God moment during the non spoiler section that I know you saw me have. Yep. Was um we know that Calden never says the first ideal. Right. He slowly moves in through it. And he says life before death when he walks away from the chasm. This was his strength before weakness. When he moved rock back, you can't lead from the back. Mm -hmm. This is him choosing strength. The next one is going to be journey. I'm going to have to pay attention. Find it. It's going to be somewhere in this book.
0: I know you noted that uh, Kaladin is clearly absorbing stormlight. Oh, of course! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why he, he's able to keep moving, and amidst all this working out and mm-hmm. like almost dying,
2: he even says like
1: a bunch of arrows like show up around his hands because he was investing the bridge mm-hmm. with a surge, which, which um, with one of the uh, lashings that attracts it, the gravitation bridge. right,
0: the pulling one. Didn't yeah. save of course all of the people around him, but he did end up saving them exactly. Mm-hmm and uh rock calls him an air sick lowlander oh, for the no. first time yeah.
1: and he calls himself stupid yeah you pointed that, out too. Was, that was
0: very sweet to see rock like running in like that and i didn't i didn't remember that he was the first one to start helping him and that was incredible and i didn't realize that rock was the one who was sent to the back and that's why he was just mm-hmm. like i all right i get it i'll help Oh my God! I'll do it. I love this book so much. So, so when when Callan pulls a couple of them back, we know Dabi, Dabid, mm. right? Um, he goes a little. He never comes back. He from never the shock. fully recovers from the shock. I remember that. Um, who else did he grab? Layton. Leighton becomes important. He right? does.
1: He becomes um, one of the squires, I believe. But be- this is where he saves his life.
0: Okay, gotcha. Hober does Hober survive? Uh, yes.
1: Um, he is like on a wheelchair for a long time. Mm-hmm. If you remember, and he kind of becomes like their. He, he helps Rock for a lot of it when he does the stews soon. But he is also very thankful to Kaladin. And I think he also eventually becomes radiant and his leg heals.
0: Wow, look at that. That's incredible. Yeah,
1: but the other guys died.
0: Yeah, yeah. Humble beginnings, though. Jeez. Yeah,
1: but that's uh, that's everything for me, at least, Richie.
0: Oh, well, there's one other thing, actually. Oh? The death rattle. What do you think about it? Because, uh, let's read it. They break the land itself, he hissed, eyes wild. They want it, but in their rage, they will destroy it. Like the jealous man burns his rich things rather than let them be taken by his enemies. They come. So, do you think this is about the Shattered Plains? I think it's about the humans when they came to Roshar. They break the land itself. The humans show up and they destroy everything. They want it, but in their rage they'll destroy it. And they're talking, which, mm-hmm. which probably creates the Shattered Plains anyway. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: well, we still don't really know how that happens. You know, We know that it's the old Lost Kingdom, um, but... We don't know how it all breaks in the center and in the same
0: way, right? And we know these death rattles are coming from an unmade. Yep. So it's interesting. Nerga- I think it's Nergal, right? Hopefully, somebody corrects me if I'm wrong. I, I, I don't, I can't name any of the unmade. Oh, honestly, come on, Risa except fear. For, I can't name any of them except for the thrill. The thrill. What is the thrill? <laughs> I don't know the thrill. <laughs> Yelignor, real, yeah, I, I don't. I can't. Blightwind. I can't. Wind. You listen. It's all okay. <laughs> it's all Greek. <laughs> It's all it's Greek like it's to all me. All, it's all, it's oh all Greek. It's all Greek. That's what
1: that's what uh, good Dalinar when he was saying, yeah, you know, this uh, this contest is dumb. They all listen to him
0: say Greek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dalinar just speaking Greek the entire time. Oh my god. But yeah, no, that was a that was a I love that uh, opening chapter, and I love the transition into you know Surgeon Kid Caledon to this and him helping everybody. I think we got some fun stuff ahead of us here. Oh, so much more to go through. And so much more to go through. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, Thank you to all the fans for listening, all the little Kremlings. Shout out to Jake Samuels for composing the intro and Intro music. And uh, thanks to the friends and families for always being with us. Uh, If you'd like to contact us, our email address is highlyinvestedpodcasts at gmail.com. Until next time, Kremlings, stay invested. Stay highly invested.